0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Brawl Podcast. We are back once again, ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, especially for the two ladies listening out there we have on Spotify. Thank you. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Thanks, mom. Love you.
0: <laughs> yep. And not sure the other one is, but we appreciate you. And today we have a final episode plan. Uh, we're going to talk NBA playoffs with predictions for the first round. And then dive into our AFC division, talking uh, AFC North. Yeah, very
1: exciting pod today. We have my good friend. We got Big Z, Big Half, Big Kelly, Liam Haffy on today to talk with us. The Fruit Ninja. The Fruit
2: Ninja. <laughs> Liam, how are you? Doing good, doing good. How you boys doing?
0: Oh, not too bad, eh? Almost NBA playoffs, so.
1: Playoffs? Don't talk about
0: playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? We're lit. We love it. Um, but welcome to the show, Liam. Glad you're here, man. And let's jump right into some NBA talk. So tomorrow we have uh, the two playing games. We have Hawks at Cavs is the first one. Uh, Hawks are, by betting odd, two and a half favorite. Uh, what are we thinking here? What are you taking?
1: Is Jared Allen playing? I heard he's 50-50.
0: I don't believe so, man.
1: He's, he's not playing? Okay, so I'm I'm taking Hawks hawk and points, though.
0: See, the only thing with me is... On the road, spreads like can be tough, like two and a half. So like yeah, but I
1: mean they look pretty good against the Hornets.
0: They did, they did, they uh they look better than the Cavs. So I agree. I just don't know. You know that's like a trap game for the Hawks almost. But it is a playoff game basically. So, um yeah, I think we're all riding Hawks there. Um, Pelicans at Clippers. Talk to me about that one.
1: Yeah, Clippers minus four is pretty safe. Or er, playing
2: P
0: look pretty good. Liam, are you a uh, are you a Paul George guy?
2: I like Paul George. Yeah, I think I think they take the dub tomorrow. Um, I don't think that the Pelicans really have what it takes for the playoffs right now. You know, they got a lot think- of good pieces, but I don't think they have that playoff experience yet. So I don't. I don't think they have enough. That, yeah.
0: No, and uh, I'm with you there. I wish Zion was playing. Um, my question I didn't put down is. Is Zion considered a bust if he does not perform well next season?
1: I think it's still too early to tell.
0: Too early? I mean,
1: I think he is injury-prone, but you've got to give him, like, at least two seasons. I give everyone at least two seasons before I rank them a bust, unless they're from UNC.
0: Well, it's kind of what happened with, like, Embiid in the beginning of his career. People were, like, hyped on him, and then they doubted him, and then he was fine, obviously. Um, we'll talk. Yeah, I mean,
1: Zion's only 21
0: yeah so, but there has been a uh, bus talk. people are out there using the b word on them, so
1: yes, play game
0: um yeah, I'm gonna take clippers tomorrow, especially because they're at home, and they kind of got embarrassed the other night, <laughs> like on national television um Pat bev uh basically owns them as of right now, but uh did you guys watch that game? That was yeah. hilarious <laughs> i yeah. thought
1: it I thought it was a little too big of a celebration for uh a playing game
0: yeah and I mean I give credit to the Timberwolves because they played well but like once that happened I was just like
1: fuck these well, guys okay so I haven't watched a lot of Timberwolves basketball this year is Cat that flat-footed or was that just a bad game that's a Liam question
0: I don't know really the answer
2: uh, no <laughs> they performed a lot better with him out of the game that's for sure no, That was I, when I agree out. with that yeah So I don't know. It's, it is one of those things. Obviously he's for sure their best player, Um, but I don't know. It could be one of those teams where they need him off the floor to get going. You know, I think their pace is a lot better without him, but I mean, he's just one of those players you want to have either way. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had a few thoughts during that game. One was if the T wolves could keep it close, they have one of the best closers in basketball right now in D loading and he performed, and the other one is Red- – I'm not I'm not saying Reggie Jackson's mid-range is 2016 to 2018 Sean Livingston's mid-range, but, I mean, it goes in a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, without him, I don't think they'd even be in a play-in game.
1: No, absolutely not. I know Kawhi. Play and P had a good game, but I don't think – I mean, they didn't win the game, so.
0: He's going to have to step up again, though, because I know the Pelicans probably won't go down easy. I'll say that. I mean, they may not be as good, but – uh, they seem like they're a team that's going to give it their all. Um, so let's dive into the first round series. Uh, we're not going to go over the one through eight games. Uh, Janine can tell us why.
1: Sweep in four, both sides.
0: Yeah, we don't even know who's playing yet. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's Thursday when we're recording this. So um, we're going to talk Jazz versus the Mavericks. Uh, game one, Luca looks like he's probably not playing. Uh, so the Jazz are the favorites as the road team uh, minus four. What do we think about this game, boys?
1: Without Luca, I think Jazz win in four or five. I mean, I I haven't seen a lot from the Mavs other than Luca. I think Luca averages. Back, though I think he's just missing a couple games. He's only missing a couple, but will he be able to, like get momentum like he like he can? Because the Jazz are the Jazz are a very good team,
0: obviously. What about you, Liam?
2: Yeah, the only problem I see with the Mavs, obviously with Luka being out, I think the Jazz for sure take game one. However, I just don't see the Mavs as a playoff team. I mean, we're looking at the last couple years, they can't escape the first round, you know? So, like, especially if you're facing that kind of adversity where you don't have your best player, especially in the first couple games, that's going to change the series. I don't think they win the series. I think the Jazz take it in five or six.
0: So you two are about Jazz, five or six. I'm going to go – I'm going to say Luka comes back – And goes all European on him and makes everybody like think he's, you know, the goat for like a day. But I am gonna say (laughs) I am gonna say Mavs in seven. Um, So let me mark down all of our picks really quick.
1: Luca, I think I read a stat. Luca does like Luca is seventy or eighty percent of the Mavs offense. He contributes on seventy or eighty percent. So without him, I just don't see a lot scoring.
0: It's true. I mean, and they still didn't have that good of an offense this season. They had the number twenty-four ranked offense and points uh, averaged a game. So they have a great player in Luka, but the total team around them, they're okay. Um, they played well, but they could be better. Um, they're third in turnover percentage, so that's a yikes, especially when it comes to the playoffs. And you're missing your best ball handler, or one of them at least, because Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie aren't bad at all. Uh, they're the second and third in scoring this season. Uh, they combine for 32.5 points per game. So it should be interesting, but – have you guys seen or heard about, like, any of the beef between, like, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert?
2: Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of confused on that. I've seen all the stats where he turns it over more times a game than he even looks to pass to Gobert, which is crazy. It seems weird to me. But I've kind of seen both sides of it. You look at a lot of times, Mitchell will give him a good feed and Gobert can't finish for whatever reason. So there's definitely something going on there. However, I think if – any one of them were to leave, it's going to be go bear. Um, I think, you know, bigs, it's good to have a good big, but I think bigs are starting to become more replaceable. So I don't know. I think it's weird. And if it doesn't work out in the playoffs, I think one of them's for sure gone. So.
0: My main question I'm asking is because you two, Jaden and Liam were a big and guard duo for a year. So I thought, uh, maybe you'd have a little, uh, input on the, the problem going on with the big and little duo in Utah.
1: I mean, he made me look a lot better than I was. <laughs> it's easy when you can get a straight catch and shoot.
2: Yeah, yeah. well, and that's that's a good point, because I think that's something Gobert lacks is his ability to get shots for his teammates. You look at somebody like Jokic, he gets shots for everybody on the floor, including himself, obviously. But you look at Gobert, he's, he's paint dominant, great defender, but he doesn't do a whole lot other than that, you know, so that could be where it starts. Cause you know, Mitchell, he can get hot, but he's had his struggles this year. And I think that's certainly part of it.
1: I mean, I'm not saying there anything like Shaq and Kobe, but this is kind of like the Shaq and Kobe thing where Shaq's saying to give him the ball and Kobe told him to catch his miss. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think Mitchell has a lot of confidence in his game. Like, I mean, I, I like Mitchell. I think he's a little cocky. Um, only cause we play him so much as the nuggets. So like, I see, we see him a lot and, uh, but, I mean, who's not cocky in the NBA? I mean, so, that's still
1: one of the best bubble series of all time. Or one of the best series. It just happened in the bubble.
0: It's on my birthday. I'll never forget it. <laughs> um, yeah, Jamal dropped 50 on my birthday. But I don't have to get into that. We don't have to talk that. We can talk nuggets in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so the Jazz have the number seven offense in the league. So, um, when it comes to this game and Luka is out, I can understand why you guys – Definitely would ride the Jazz, but I think when Luca comes back, it's like best player. He's the best player in the series, and he can't be stopped. So, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah.
2: Fair point. Fair point.
0: Let's uh, let's move on to Timberwolves Grizzlies. Jaden, I feel like you're just like a Grizzly culture guy. I don't know why, but just talking about.
1: I mean, I do like young teams over old teams because I think young teams. It's like it's like a swagger thing or like. Younger guys look like they actually care in the league compared to like a like an older base team who's like you know yes they're more suited for the playoffs but they also in the regular season and some postseason doesn't really look like they care all that much yeah where like I don't know I do
0: I do like the Grizzlies though uh, Liam what are you what are you seeing in this series coming up so uh, yeah. both both are really young
2: yeah no they are. Right? <sighs> I honestly see them at max going to five. Grizzlies taking five. I think, obviously, T wolves are happier than ever. Their whole city's going crazy because they made the playoffs. But the Grizzlies are too good. I mean, first year head coach brought them to fifty five wins with that young of a team. Kind of says a lot. And the West is a lot easier. Let's just get that out there. It's the East is much more of a gauntlet. But I think in the West, that's a f- easy first round victory for the Grizzlies. But the problem is I don't know how much more pass the first round they get. so. Valid point.
0: I think I agree with you there. And when it comes to that West-East conversation, I think it depends on the year because I absolutely can agree that an argument can be made for the East this year. No problem. But, like, oh. last year or the year before, I don't know which one was, but, like, the 9 or 10 seed in the West would have got, like, a 5 seed in the East. So oh, Yeah. Um, that was a couple years ago. So, no, this year though, the East has been, they got a lot of studs, like just working well together. And I feel like the West is a lot of team, you know,
1: the West is a lot of, if one team gets hot, they run the table, like Golden State, if they get hot, you could see them right back in the chipper. Like everyone, like we all used to see,
0: take it back. It won't happen. Um, (laughs) Uh, Just a little numbers for you out there if there are any stat nerds. Uh, the Grizzlies had the number five offense in the league behind Jaw. They were second in rebounding and fifth in assists per game. Jaw averaged 27.4 points per game this season with about six assists. Um, they got a huge surprise in Desmond Bain, contention of most improved player. Um, he's balling out. And Dylan Brooks has been balling and Jaron Jackson's holding it down. So they've been doing well. And when we look at the Timberwolves, their offense is just as good. They have the number four ranked offense. And D'Lo Aunt, and Kat are uh, kind of that trio over there. And uh, they're they're pretty much emphasized on rebounding. They're third in rebounding in the league. And they pass the ball well. Uh, six, They are sixth in the league in assists. So this series is going to be tight. And it's going to be, you know, which team has the younger energy slash studs. Let's do our Absolutely. picks. Uh, no. Liam, you go, you're the guest. You go first. What do you think the series goes to and who wins?
2: I think I got to take Memphis in five. I think they build too much momentum in the first couple games. They get the first two, maybe drop one on the road, and that's it.
1: I actually have Memphis in six with a with a very close game six that just bounces the way for the Grizzlies.
0: Ooh, Grizzlies in six. I absolutely am not taking the Timberwolves. I'll tell you that. I'm going Grizzlies in four. Ooh. I'm going sweep. So we'll, you don't. You
1: don't think Pat Beverly will have one of those games?
0: I think Jaws, I think Jaws too good, man. I think that team's cooking. Um, they are young. So you, like arguments can be made that they won't handle the pressure well from, you know, probably these young and talented Timberwolves backcourt. But I don't know. I just feel like uh, the Grizzlies have the best player in the series in Jaw. So once again, I'm going to ride the uh, best player and go Grizzlies. Let's uh, jump out east, though, a little more familiar for Liam. We're going to talk Raptors 76ers now. Game one has the Sixers as the favorites, uh, minus four and a half. And I think it's way too much. If that was a better, I would take Raptors for sure. Absolutely. Um, Liam, talk to me about you've seen these teams a ton this year. Talk to me what you think.
2: Yeah. Um, obviously, we know how the Sixers are. We know you know what their game plan is. But the Raptors, they're really putting it together at the end of the season, and they're scary, honestly. I think they're going to give Philly a really hard time, and nobody's even talking about it. Um, I think I could, I see Philly winning the series just because of the experience. And, again, kind of what you said, the best player in the series, MVP candidate, Joel. I mean, Harden hasn't been great, but too much experience there. But I think the Raptors take him to at least six, honestly. With how they've been playing,
0: I'm gonna lock in your pick then right there. Liam's gonna go Sixers and six.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a good series.
0: What about you, Jane? What are you thinking? We got a little Van Vliet versus uh, Maxi. This is gonna
1: this is gonna be a tough series. Maxi has stepped it up ever since the Ben Simmons trade. Really, throughout the whole season, that's really underrated. But I I have to agree with Liam. I think Sixers taking in six.
0: All right, I'm gonna bark you down for that. Yeah, I mean, looking at the numbers here again, uh, Raptors were 20th in the league in points per game. Sixers were 18th. Um, the Raptors are far better at rebounding, though. Uh, they ranked ninth in the league, and both teams were about dead last in uh, assists per game. So it's a lot of ISO ball. And uh, like I said, the the East has some players that can do things without other teammates. It's gonna be it's gonna be quite the series. Tyrese Maxey, uh, you know, puts up 17 points per game, and as we've seen, Embiid, uh, potential MVP season. We don't know yet, but led the league in scoring, 30.6 points per game, uh, and fifth in rebounding in the league with 11.7. So, I'm kind of with you guys here. I think I think the Sixers take it. I'm I might go. I want to say Sixers and seven, but I I'm gonna go Sixers and six with you.
2: I think it's a pretty safe bet there.
0: Yeah, I just think the I feel like the first couple games I feel like the Raptors jump on him. I feel like it's uh, I don't know. I just feel like Nick Nurse is a really good coach and he won't get out coached at least the first two games.
2: I agree. Yeah, he's, I think he's I at think top so. Seven, like, coach in the league.
0: So. Oh yeah, what's what do they call him? He has a nickname that's dope as hell. It's like the alchemist or something, or yeah, like the si- the scientist or something. God, yeah, he's the scientist. So. Yeah. Yeah. Having a nickname as a coach, like, that's...
1: (laughs) That means you're great.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Before we get on to your Celtics, we're going to talk my Nuggets. Nuggets Warriors going down Saturday night, game one. Warriors are projected to win by six and a half. Um, As a Nuggets fan, I don't really know what to think about that because that's quite a bit with Curry maybe being hurt. He'll be back. Curry's going to be back this, this series, but... Will he be a hundred percent? We don't know. Uh, Jamal Murray still unknown if he's gonna play. It's probably like a ten percent chance, yes. But I'm holding. I'm holding on for dear life. Um, what do you guys see going on with the series as an unbiased side? Because I am the fan here in the situation.
1: So I think Steph Curry's gonna be back in one or two, which is gonna be big for the Warriors. But I mean, even without him, Jordan Poole has stepped up so much this year. 18, mean, we yeah, all, 18.5
0: yeah. points per game, four assists.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all know the Warriors are ran through the backcourt, just always moving, always great ball movement. Steve Kerr is one of the, one of the greatest coaches, I think, of, not of all time, but, like, top 10 all time. So, I don't know. But with the Nuggets, they do have MB, MVP candidate. They do have a... It's a very young team still, and Aaron Gordon's on that team. So I don't know what to think, but I will be taking out uh, Warriors in six.
0: All right. You said it there first. Liam, what about you?
2: Yeah, this is a tough one because I really want the Nuggets to win this series. And I think they can. I think it depends on how – it sounds weird, but I think it depends on how Bones Highland plays. Because. Yeah, you need to have at least somebody that can somewhat match what Pool's doing. Obviously, he's not going to put up pool numbers, but you need to have somebody that can kind of go shot for shot. Because I don't know, nobody's going to be guarding Jokic. I think we all know that.
0: Especially with, um,
2: is it James Wiseman?
0: Yeah, he's out. Especially with he's Wiseman out. out. So, yeah, Jokic easy. is going to average the, like fifteen. The one time a game. they, the one yeah. time
1: they draft a big.
0: I. Jokic is going to be pulling what Liam did versus, uh, like, Arley and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just not, it's, the problem, I feel like, is Draymond Green could cause Jokic to, to maybe act a little different or um, the team doesn't play well around Jokic. And if they don't play well, I mean, Jokic can only do so much.
1: See, yeah. I mean, I think the problem with Jokic, especially in the playoffs, is you need your stars to score. I think we've seen it the past few playoffs where he—he he is a great passer, and that's one of his best attributes. But sometimes you want him to take over the game, and he'll still look for—not saying for the assist, but set up like the offense to get through it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you said it well. Which um, when
1: you when you have Jamal Murray, you don't have that problem though. It's like he right. can still pass and then just get his still. 30, 15 a game.
0: For anyone that doesn't know about his injury process, um, because I listen to it, like, every day, the last I've heard is he's physically cleared to play. He's not mentally ready to play. So uh, it's basically all coming down to him. And we keep getting, like, practice videos of him dunking and, like, of him, like, just nailing threes. And then, like, the coach later in the day, Malone, is, like, yeah, pretty uncertain he's going to play, but it's still up to him. And it's just like, oh, it's so frustrating.
1: Yeah. Oh, we got Zion
2: and <laughs>
0: Simmons. Oh, brother. Yeah. Least... Simmons. Oh, I hate to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, sorry about that.
0: Those, those names got go a Nets,
1: James Harden. Wow.
0: Oh, brother. <laughs> Seriously. We'll see. Um, but it's kind of becoming a personal problem for Jamal in his head. So, But, I, you know, I'm going to ride my nuggets. Um, why wouldn't I? Jokic, 27 you points a game, 14 rebounds a game, and eight assists a game. I think he's going back-to-back. Thank God, because without him, we wouldn't do anything. Nuggets and seven, because that's how we like to do it.
1: I like it. He's going down 3-1 again? Cause I'll... Nah. It, it's worked once against this team, but I don't think it's going to work again.
0: don't have mpj we can't get exposed on defense like that yeah
1: draymond's not gonna get suspended for game five this time i guarantee you that
0: this is a historic 3-1 game though think about it it is the first team to blow a 3-1 lead in the finals versus the first team to come back from double 3-1 deficits damn Mm what
1: warriors did
0: okay everyone always forgets against okc they came back from 3-1 yeah, that is true. But who, who remembers that? Besides the three one they blew, blocked and by James,
1: and the seventy three and nine season they blew.
0: I they're still talking about it as if uh, I saw a quote. Draymond talked about yeah, it.
1: yeah, he still says they're the greatest team of all time.
0: Not you can't say that without a ring, bro. Seventy three like,
1: and nine, but there was no ring.
0: They had rings, but like you can't say that was the best team of all time without winning it at all. It's still the 2013 Nuggets, man. That's the best team of all time. I mean, come on. Don't look, don't look at me like that. Come, come on now. Ty Lawson was filthy, bro. 96 Bulls? Just throwing it out there. I'm just playing. You know that. Liam, what do you the got rest, in the series? The return. The Space Jam.
2: I want Nuggets in seven, but I'm going to go Warriors in seven. Um, I think it depends on how Steph Curry plays for the Warriors, but having him back is going to be huge. Yeah, I just I'm wish we could you. see the series with Jamal Murray in it, you know, not having it last year. So.
0: I've been we'll saying see. this for like, I feel like I'm on repeat now. I just like every other day, I'm just like, yeah, I wish we had Jamal, man. It's like, yeah, yeah
1: Ness, Ness fan thought the same thing about uh, James Harden.
0: Uh-huh. At least he, like, uh-huh. uh, I'm not even shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think Clay will be also a huge factor because um, 20 points per game coming off an injury, like Jamal did. Um, not the same, but it's it's all just going to come down to who can have the better like pace of the game, in my opinion. Who's going to be like controlling? And I think Jokic will, but that's me. Let's move on to Liam's series. It's going to be probably, I think, I uh, saved it for last because I think it's going to be the best series. Nets, Celtics. And Game 1 has Celtics uh, as the favorite. Uh, minus four. Liam, are you nervous? Are you excited? What's up, man? How you feeling? Both.
2: Uh, I think it's a weird one because it, the Celtics are favored to win this series, but the Nets have double the chances to win the finals. So I don't really know how that works. However, the Nets are good, but I don't think they can stop the Celtics. You see, I mean, they've played them obviously many times here. The Celtics won the season series. I think Tatum's too good defensively for KD, and I don't think KD's good enough defensively for Tatum. Um, the biggest issue is Rob Williams. I'm sure you both know about that. Yeah. He's like – he's honestly – he's a depoy candidate with Smart in my, in my mind. So, having him gone for at least probably three to four games, it's looking like is going to be tough. I've – uh, I'll
0: just interrupt you. I went to the yeah. Nuggets-Celtics game, like, in Denver – and I've never mm-hmm. seen Jokic get clamped like that in my life with Williams yeah. out there, bro. It was, we were down 25 in the second quarter. We don't have to talk about it anymore, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's a freak and they don't even realize he's only six foot eight and he's guarding these guys. He's cause like, he's got a seven foot one wingspan. Dream but, on out there. Yeah. He's, he's a big piece missing, but I still think like my honest prediction, not even biased. I still take the Celtics in seven. Um, just because I think it the, the Nets are Kyrie and KD only. Seven you know? eleven. Yeah, like and they're great, don't get me wrong. They're the best, you know, duo in the NBA right now. But I don't think I don't know. I don't think they can keep up with the Celtics. Celtics are a top six defensive and offensive team in the league, so I don't know.
0: It's true. And very good at rebounding. Uh number one in the league at offensive rebounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gene, what really about you?
1: Uh see this one this is my most exciting series to watch because Nets Celtics, I mean this is a this is an Eastern Conference Finals matchup that just happens to me in the first round. Which the only thing that scares me if you come in like if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm not, but like Kyrie it I agree with Liam, the Nets are Kyrie and KD only, but both of them have a lot of playoff experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Which yeah, the Celtics,
1: it, yeah, they're young. Yeah, they have some playoff experience, but I mean, championship level experience is tough to get. With yeah. that being said, though, and, and hold on, I has got those out there for someone. It's crazy that uh, Jason Tatum is only nineteen too. <laughs> I
2: know. man. He's he's cooking the league at nineteen. I don't Did know. you know that?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So me and my friend Sam have a joke that he he's a Celtics fan too. And every time we talk Celtics, like, I'll always throw out there, oh, it's crazy, oh, he's still 19. Because, you know, first year, everyone's like, oh, he's only 19. So, like, he's, he's like, what, seven years in the league? And it's crazy, still 19. He's still it was, 19. It's, yeah.
0: like when a, it's like when a student section cheers all game, he's a freshman. Like, all game, every time he gets the ball.
1: Oh, my <laughs> man. It's like, Lived all right, the first quarter's
0: cool, but let's stop.
1: Okay. Yeah, Liam, did you ever go to the Crosstown-Hellgate-Sentinel game our freshman year?
2: Oh, I went to that, yeah. That's
1: yeah. Wrong. So, the, the yeah, the story behind it is Raleigh Worster. you know, at Utah now, but his freshman year at Hellgate, like, he, he was kind of cooking Sentinel, and so every time, like, Hellgate would say, he's a freshman, like, a lot of people don't, or a lot of people know, is Raleigh got stayed back a year. Yeah. So, like, he, he took a year off between eighth grade, and eighth grade and freshman year, and so the Sentinel student section would just go,
0: he got held back. I did not know that. That's hilarious. Yeah.
1: So, he was a redshirt freshman. <laughs> With all yeah. that being said, though, I'm taking Celtics in seven, two.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about the numbers here and make my pick, and then we'll roll on to uh, some NFL. So, like we were talking about, uh, both teams are – top five in everything they do. Uh, uh, Nets are number one in assists per game. And, you know, they just – both teams are so efficient on both ends of the floor. Um, Celtics are better defensively for sure. And uh, I think it's actually a big deal and no one talks about is the Nets' best three-point shooters out in Joe Harris. And, you know, like he's not going to slap you for 30, but he's going to, you know, slap you for a clutch three for the win. So totally. – I think mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a big deal that he's out. They do and, have Seth Curry though. Yeah, I know that now. Um, <laughs> they got uh they got some guys, and it's going to be quite a series. The Celtics finished the second half of the season so strong, and I was able to witness it live. And it, like we were getting killed, and I was still like enjoying watching. Like the Celtics fans were just going insane in ball arena and like they are getting uh they got like a standing O for Jalen Brown in the third quarter when he checked out and it was just like embarrassing, but like honestly impressive. So I'm gonna say Celtics and six. I mm-hmm. like it. Oh I did forget one series, I forgot. Yeah.
1: So quickly. Bucks and five.
0: Bulls Bucks, uh Bucks minus ten. It's gonna be, you know, we don't have to go across it. Much. Bulls shit their season away. Lonzo was a big deal about it. Uh, do we all have Bucks in four and five? I'm assuming. I, yeah.
2: Five max.
0: Yeah. I think
1: that is the only series the Bucks wins, though.
0: We're going to talk second round uh, eventually mm-hmm. when it comes around. And if the Celtics are still here, uh, Liam, you're welcome to hop on. We can do it again.
2: I uh, sure hope so.
0: Right it uh, back. So, <laughs> so I'm going to assume we all say Bucks four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely look forward to these first round series. Uh, Like I said, we will preview the second round series and go over the first round after it's complete. But I am tired of talking basketball because there's not enough football going on. Let's talk pigskin in the AFC North. Um, I'm going to give you guys a little quick history lesson about the AFC North. I came up with today uh, online and if you didn't know, it's the Ravens, Bengals, Cleveland Browns and Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the first four were actually the Browns, Bengals, Steelers, and the Houston Oilers, if you don't know that. And fun fact, this is the only division of football where the Super Bowl has not been held.
1: That makes sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> makes part Isn't that sense. weird, though, to think about, like, the <laughs> NFC North?
1: Well, yeah, because the
0: NFC North
1: has so many domes. Like, yeah. the AFC North, there's no domes. Don't get me wrong,
0: I love a good snowball, but, like, you can't hold a game there in February. It's just weird to think that a Super Bowl has been held in Chicago and Green Bay. Yeah, but they Histori- used to
1: historic stadiums.
0: Yeah, not saying Heinz ago. Field is not. Yeah.
2: not near Lambeau. So.
0: Well, we're gonna talk all four teams and deep dive them. Well, we're gonna talk Steelers uh, last, just for uh, save the best for last. Am I right? Um, here's your lesson from Schmitty. The AFC North was first called the Central Division and was formed when the Browns uh, and Steelers brought their rivalry to the AFC in 1970. Um, The Steelers started out strong, and the Bengals uh, took off their throne and won the first AFC Central Division championship in 1970. But the Steelers did continue to roll most of the 70s, and they won four more Super Bowls in the decade. And uh, it was their first titles, and, you know, that defense, we all know about it. It was nuts. But the Browns, you know, back then they were relevant. Uh, I guess they are today. But the Browns broke the Steelers' run of six straight division championship in the 1980s, but were still not able to get past the divisional round. Uh, they lost to the Raiders, and the Bengals uh, were able to make Super Bowls 16 and 23. If you did not know that, but they lost to the Niners both times. The Steelers took their dominance uh, again in the 1990s and made Super Bowls. And the 2000s, uh, the Ravens started coming around. Uh, they won their first Super Bowl. Ray Lewis, uh, quite the squad they had there. And then the Steelers followed right back up in 2005 and won again in 2008. Uh, the Ravens won in Super Bowl 47 uh, when the lights went out. And it's when uh, we saw the Colin Kaepernick choke. And then... Uh, The Bengals recently were able to reach the Super Bowl this last year uh, before falling to the Rams. But uh, if we look at all the teams, and the last little thing I'll say is the Steelers have won six total Super Bowls, the Ravens have two, and the Browns and Bengals have zero. All right. Let's jump into our first team, and we'll discuss the Cleveland Browns. Talking about the Cleveland
1: Browns, they were 8-9 last season. 18th-ranked offense last year, 5th-ranked defense. Baker threw for 3,000 yards and Trubb rushed for twelve fifty nine of that. Leading receiver was Donovan Peoples-Jones with 579 yards. Defense was at a good spot for the Browns. Garrett had 16 sacks, were 7-6 before losing three straight to end the season. What did we think of the Browns last season?
2: You know, it's hard to... Kind of hard to give perspective on teams in my own division, but I think like there was not one point in the year last year I was ever worried about the Browns like ruining something for the Steelers. Like they were just so unsteady. Like even what you just read, the fact that Donovan Peoples Jones was their leading receiver just makes no sense. Like he
0: only had and he only had 597 yards.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not good. So like they were, yeah, they were run heavy with Chubb who only had like 60 more yards than Najee Harris, just to connect that to the Steelers, but. I just – they didn't worry me at all. Their defense was good. I think it's definitely, their, obviously, the better part of the team. I just – I don't know what the whole Baker situation is, really. Like, I don't know where we go with that um, because it just, it's just really – yeah.
1: Won't they not trade him? What's that? There's some – will they – like, I heard they won't trade him
2: right Yeah, now. he wants to be traded, but they won't trade him. So, I don't really know how he's that gonna works. Have
0: a, he's going to have a long year in Cleveland. Yeah. If you didn't so, know out there, uh, we're talking about it right now. But Deshaun Watson uh, from the Texans was traded to the Browns for three first-round draft picks, and in addition to a 2023 third rounder and a 2024 fourth rounder, and Watson uh, waived his no-trade clause, and he's now a Brown. So, are you uh, are you a little more worried now?
2: Um, I would be. If I knew he was going to be a day one starter, Uh, because as of right now, just obviously he has no criminal charges with his whole, you know, situation. But I think he's probably still looking at a four to six game suspension from the league because of all the civil suits. So being the fact that he's not a day one starter, I'm not terribly worried, but if he started from day one, I could see the Steelers finishing third or fourth easily in the division. So, um little worried but i'm definitely gonna be worried more next year <laughs> if he starts so
0: what about you Jaden? how uh, how big is this move for the browns
1: uh i'm still at the wait and see portion of this trade because i don't truly know liam brought up a good point there it might be four to six weeks honestly i'm just sad that at home with baker mayfield's probably gonna end i'd love those commercials <laughs> but uh, i mm, i don't know it's the like it's the browns Here's like they'll 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 fuck this up somehow.
0: Like the Browns will fuck this up somehow. They do have Amari Cooper now. So they have that uh receiving problem maybe figured out. I mean, like you said, it's the Browns, but uh you gotta give respect where it's due and uh Amari is a good receiver in the national football league, so we can't I wanted him. Yeah, a lot of teams wanted him and uh Watson and Cooper could be it's it's like uh what would you call it? It's like on alert, you know, like be ready for them because it they could pop off, but we might have to wait a while, like you said, Liam. Yeah, totally. What do you think the Browns need for next season, Jaden? What do you think they're needing?
1: Even though they got Amari Cooper, I still think they need a little more firepower on offense. Just someone else to throw the ball to, because we've seen that the uh, we see it, we saw it in Green Bay where the one receiver target will get you far, but it won't, it won't get you past the top teams in the league. Yeah, you need you you need another receiver. Like yeah, this year's this year's receiving class very good obviously they don't have a first round pick, so maybe I don't know they look for an underrated guy
0: yeah and I was looking at the the mock drafts today, and I kept seeing uh Georgia receiver George Pickens and a lot of fans uh Brown's fans mock drafts online so I think that's what they're looking for another weapon and uh it'll be interesting i mean they've had a they've had a good off season so far I can't say they haven't so um, I think you know they 'll get some uh d linemen in the draft to help that d line out because i 'm sure garrett gets double teamed every single play and uh i think i think they're in a they 're back into a like we 're about to be good phase you know like we could oh, we could
1: do be you good. want to know a, a crazy stat about uh miles Garrett yeah do you want to know a crazy stat about him mm 100% of the time last season, he went sleeveless. Like, you know how he usually goes long sleeve? 100% of the time, five for five, when he
0: went sleeveless, he got random drug tested. <laughs> that's isn't. That's actually, like, they're, like, looking at him too much. Like, that's kind of weird. Like,
1: bro, bro's got triceps.
0: They're, like, inspecting his muscles. They're, like, oh, I think his left quad is a little wide. Got to be roids. Absolutely has to be Roys. Uh, Liam, this is a little segment for you. Uh, I put in here, and I wanted to, for each uh, one of these teams. This will be you'll like this moment a lot more because I want to hear your least favorite player, basically your most hated player from the Browns of all time, and your least favorite moment against them.
2: Ooh, this is actually a real easy one for me. It's Miles Garrett. Still not forgiving him what he did to my boy Nason Rudolph. Uh, uncalled for. I know Rudolph didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> that just, like, that was a season where the Steelers were terrible. So, I didn't really give a shit anyway. But just the fact that he did that just caught me off guard. I was like, why? So, that made me really hate Miles Garrett. Um, other than that, like, I've had really nobody to hate because they're not good. They haven't been good, you know. So, like, other than that, there's really nothing. But that was a, that was a pretty big pretty big one for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of I was assuming to hear. Um... 'Cause you never thought that a helmet could be used as a weapon, but it was. I did yeah. hear Rudolph use some choice language though before that.
2: It, that's no, that was
1: <laughs> like <laughs> proven to be false. <laughs> it like Miles My, said that when Rudolph was mic'd up. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um
0: popular. let's take our prediction on the Browns record next year. So with the suspension and everything, they went eight and nine last year. I think he plays – I think they go 9-8. and eight. Bingo. I what think so, too. Nine and 8 for you as well, Liam? What about you, Jaden? Fuck that.
1: 8-9. Repeat it.
0: Repeat it. I, I don't know. I, it's been a while since Deshaun Watson has played. I mean, it's understandable. It's only like a half game a difference that, you know, one field goal could go one way. So, 8-9, 9-8. Nine, nice. nine I think we're all – They're going to be level. in a lot
1: of close games that they're going to lose. I, I
0: think they're going to turn to the Chargers, how the Chargers have been the past few years. They're cursed, bro. Let's move on to the next team. We're going to talk the Baltimore. Let's move on to our next team. We're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens, or as Steelers fans know them as the Ratbirds. Um, They went 8-9 last season as well. Very disappointing season for them with injuries and um, winning five straight early in the season. There was a lot of hope for them. But they ended the season with uh, obviously a Lamar Jackson injury and six losses in a row. With the sixth-ranked offense last year and the 25th-ranked defense, Lamar didn't play all season, and he still led the team in rushing and passing. And surprisingly, actually, Mark Andrews was their leading receiver. He had like uh, 1,200 yards around there, so he's a stud. He's probably my favorite player on the Ravens because uh, I think he's super underrated. And uh, if you put him on like he's ba- like if you put him on the Chiefs, he would produce about as same as Kelsey, in my opinion. Kelsey's probably better overall, but I think Mark Andrews is a great receiving tight end. Um, What did you guys think about uh, the Ravens last season, uh, if you watched them at all? Start with you, Liam. Um,
2: I was – it's obviously hard to even, like, say anything rooting for the other team, but it was hard to watch. Like you said, at the beginning of the year, they had their stint. They were doing very well, and it was scary for me as a Steelers fan. As soon as Lamar went out, all hope is out the window. Like, Tyler Huntley – Their backup wasn't even that bad. But he was just that much further away from Lamar Jackson. So I think injuries really just screwed their season. I think they easily could have won the division over the Bengals. Um, I think injuries – I think it's an injury year for them. I think they'll be pretty good this year, honestly.
0: Gene?
1: I watched – I think what Liam said, they were just too injured to be – to do anything this year. One game I did love to see, though, was that Thursday night game. The the touchdown that never was by Robert Hunt. Oh, that'll always stick in my head. But I think one player that kind of disappoints me on the Ravens is Hollywood Brown. Like, one of the fastest receivers in the game. And, like, you just, I, don't, I don't know if they're not using him right. He does kind of have a stone hands thing right now. But, like, you got to get that man the ball. Jet sweeps, do whatever you need.
0: I think uh, if you were coaching him, he'd be your, you'd be his favorite coach of all time. That, oh, absolutely! Which, especially how you use him in Madden.
1: Legion is own baby.
0: And uh, let's move on a little bit and talk uh, a little draft for the Ravens. Um, we know they're pretty good offensively, so in the draft, I could, uh, I could really see them taking Jordan Davis and boosting that defense um, from Georgia. And I think they have a very, very defensive draft. Uh, what do you guys think?
1: I think they go defense, but I think they go Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington. Like, I don't know. This is a very pass-heavy league, so I always think boosting the secondary will help. But I can see them equally drafting Jordan Davis. I mean, that man's a freak. We've talked about him.
0: I mean, I agree because look at the receivers you got in the division. You got Amari Cooper, and then you got – Oh, Jamar we Chase, we T. Talked Higgins. About Jamar yeah. Chase, yeah. Then we go over to Steelers and Deontay Johnson's in a 1,000-yard receiver. And uh, it's just it's – just, uh, you're right. What about you, Liam?
2: Uh, I'm kind of with you. I think they take interior, whether that is Jordan Davis or, you know, any – there's not that many great prospects this year. However, I think the Ravens are kind of known – for their run stop. Obviously they've had their fair share of great DBs and linebackers, but they've always had great run stoppers. Uh, recently it's been Calais Campbell. Like I think they need a hole plugger. So I think that's where they go, but I, I agree with you on the fact that they're going to take a defensive draft. Um, but yeah, I could sprinkle in a, a receiver in there. Um, I could see them taking someone like John Mechie in like a later round. Um, just for some extra, like explosion. Because if Hollywood Brown is a failed project, they need something to rely on. And so they lost
0: Sammy today, yeah.
2: too.
0: Yep, Sammy. Yeah, Alton's I saw that yeah. going to the Packers as of today. Um, I'm reporting that live first. So... <laughs> um, let's talk predictions. Let's talk predictions on the Ravens' record. Let's assume. Uh, let's assume everyone stays, you know, mostly healthy. Um, what are we thinking? I'll start with Jaden this time.
1: Uh, eleven and six, I think. When when this team's healthy, they're very explosive and very good.
2: How about you, Liam? Yeah, I was about to say eleven and six. Um, I think it could go either way. You got a kicker like Justin Tucker; he might get you those extra two games. You know what I mean? They could be a nine and eighteen, but when you have the greatest kicker to ever do it, really, um. I think he gets you a couple games, so I'm going to give him 11 wins. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's well said on on Tucker because um, when you think of the Ravens, sometimes you can overlook that, but no, that's extremely important because I mean that's an extra 10 yards you have of availability every game, um, and that's huge. So yeah, I'm up around there, 11-6. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 12 and five because uh, Lamar. I feel like Lamar's got like. He's got a dog in him, you know. I feel like Lamar's a dog. And since he was out for a year, I think he's going to come back and be like, uh, this, I'm still here, you know.
1: Probably probably. I can see that. Yeah.
0: All right. And as painful as this sounds for you, Liam, let's talk the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Historic season going 10-7 and 7 in the regular season. Um, Jamar Chase, just – we've talked a lot about him on the pod, but – probably one of the hottest names in the game right now um absolute stud great draft pick thank god they listened to burrow and didn't take a lineman. um they beat the raiders at home the first round and then they defeated the titans on the road and went to the afc chipper and were down at halftime but it didn't matter because they did that already once this season and they came back and they were able to go to la for the super bowl Unfortunately for them, the halftime show was too good for L.A. to lose that game. But at least they do have Joe Burr and Jamar Chase as the new favorite NFL duo for some people. Not Liam. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what was your reaction, Liam, to having to watch a division rival go so far? Because I have to do that every year.
2: <laughs> yeah, Um it was hard. Like, obviously, I was rooting against him every single game in the playoffs. And uh, I don't know. It was tough because, like, you watch the games. There's not, like, a clear difference where you're like, wow, the Bengals are so much better than this team. But, like, they just had that fight. And I think a lot of it, obviously, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, but a lot of it's Zach Taylor. You know, they got a great coach. So, I don't know. It was hard to watch for a Steelers fan point of thing. But – They're explosive. And now that they kind of buffed up their offensive line a little bit, it could be pretty scary for like the next eight, nine years. So I don't know.
0: Yes, they did get Collins from the Cowboys, which is huge for Burrow. Um, But the big question is, did you root for them in the Super Bowl?
2: Absolutely. I did not. No. (laughs) I was Rams all the way. I I was just praying they'd lose because I'd never hear the end of it probably. So. That's a,
0: that's a true fan right there That is a true <laughs> fan
1: Even I was rooting for the Bills against KC Come on now
0: Basically like I, I kind of said it you know, They had a historic season But season's over Everyone's on the same page now Zero and zero off season. Um Jaden who could you uh, see them taking in the draft Or position oh. wise
1: yeah. Most likely O-line Yeah I think, you know, you got to keep – you have to keep a guy like Burrow healthy. I mean, he's a franchise quarterback. He does so much for your offense. LSU North has never looked better.
0: It's fair. It's fair. I think they also take secondary because uh, Eli Apple is not that guy, um, mm-hmm. as we've seen. Got never seen, an Apple
1: do, never seen an Apple do this much damage since Eden.
0: Really got to bring religion in. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: It's Ramadan.
0: (laughs) It it is Ramadan. Shout out to (laughs) Abdur if you're listening out there. It's my Ramadan buddy. Uh, I think you're able to eat right now, so it is dark. Yeah, so, I mean, O-line and secondary we could see in the draft. Um, Time for that. Oh, I totally forgot. You got to answer these both questions, Liam. Oh, yeah. Ravens, first of all, who was your uh, least favorite player slash moment?
2: My least favorite player, and I honestly – don't have a ton of reasoning behind it is Joe Flacco. Um, Obviously, like, I've watched the Steelers since I was little, little. So I've watched a lot of games with Joe Flacco in it, and there were just way, way too many where he pulled some shit and people would think he's elite, but he's actually not. Um, But he just always seemed to do that against the Steelers. There's plenty of people to hate on the Ravens. I could hate Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, but I would just be hating them because they're good at that point. So – I'm gonna to have to go with Joe Flacco for the Ravens.
0: Is there a, a moment a certain moment you remember that is just like oh it just like has pain in your heart because I have one from the Ravens and it's when Jacoby Jones oh, scored yeah. that eighty yard touchdown and we were supposed to go to the Super Bowl. So
2: Um Yeah, that was that was painful not even being a Broncos fan. But uh I you know, I don't know. I can't remember
0: you know, maybe there might not be an awful moment.
2: There might, yeah. I I can't think of like that one moment. Um, what about yeah, Bengals?
0: Anything? Any uh player moment for, there for you?
2: Uh, I hate to say it, but I just really do not like Joe Burrow. Sorry, Jaden. Uh, I don't. I don't know why. I just don't. But uh, this is what we're here for. Except yeah. for white
1: guy of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Jack. That's Jack Har-
0: Harlow, yes sir. <laughs> uh, not after
1: first class. That was an L. Uh, uh, it
0: was, it's
1: Ski Davidson.
0: He, <laughs> I think he did it for the the money, my man.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I think the remix is gonna be fire.
0: Yeah, but we're not here for Jack Harlow. We're here for Joe. <laughs> we're here for Joe Burrow. Um yeah. So not a Joe Burrow guy. Um, were you a Joe Burrow guy, LSU, or was it this? Is it kind of new?
2: No, I I mean, I didn't, like, dislike him at LSU. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I can get flamed for that, I'm sure. But I didn't really have to, like – I had no reason to dislike him at LSU, but now I'm just kind of forced to dislike him. Like, if he was on any other team besides the Bengals, I probably wouldn't mind him for being real. Just the fact that he's on the Bengals, and, yeah, he's got some swag. He's good, so it kind of pisses me off. So, it's basically I'm just hating – that's about it. I think I think Jaden's crying right there.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, I understand it. I
1: understand it. I hated Brady for so long, and now that he's retired and unretired and on the Bucks, I don't mind him.
2: Me too. Now he's <laughs> I mean, on the AFC.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well said.
1: Um, NFC can now. Quick,
0: quick. Notre Dame question for you: Where do you want to see Kyle Hamilton go?
2: I mean, I don't want to see him go to any of the top 10 teams, but I think he will go top 10. I think it's pretty likely the Giants pick him up with their seventh pick because they got five and seven. Um, So I think they might take O-line first. And then, I don't know, I think they take Kyle Hamilton. Um, I'd like to see him somewhere like the Commanders, though, honestly, which would be like 11 or 12, I think. It's my franchise team, baby. Oh yeah?
0: In yeah. our in our Madden yeah. league, yep. Yeah.
2: He's a he's a generational talent at safety, that's for sure. So
0: no, he was sick to watch uh, especially at
2: Notre Dame.
1: Brian yeah. Kelly's a great coach, yeah.
2: Brian Kelly sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. Um that's all I wanna hear. <laughs> let's
0: do let's do Bengals record. What are we thinking uh Liam? You go first. Actually, no, I'll go first on this one because you guys have gone first bangles yeah fuck us post super bowl yeah fuck you guys post super bowl is a, is it's so hard to go back to back and like have a great season that i don't think it happens i still think they you know pull out games and stuff but i'm gonna be the the person to say that they go seven and ten Ooh. yeah i uh I'm not hot on the Bengals going, uh, getting hot all over again. I think it was a one-time thing, but I could be totally wrong.
1: Mm, okay, so I think they still do well. I still think they go 10-7, and seven, but I think they're not going to make another playoff run, at least this year, maybe the year after, because I think it was one of those situations where they were too young to realize the moment, and now that they have that experience and know that experience, it's going to be a, like, a, like a whole different thing. But, yeah, I – I think this team's going to be good for a long time.
2: I'm kind of right in between you. Cause like, I, I, I agree with you Luke that I don't think they're going to be able to make a run like they did last season. Cause like you wouldn't have been able to say even midway through the season, Oh, this team's going to the Super Bowl." I don't think anybody thought that. So especially with how the AFC is now, I mean, they're I don't see them going past the first round, you know? So I and still they, think
0: they, they finished they, first in the division. So they're going to have the hardest schedule in division
2: yeah yeah they they do have a tough schedule not to mention just AFC North in general that's six hard games per year just like you I mean you know how it is too especially this year for your division that's Um, when
0: when I was I got four tough ones hey Jaden, enough um let the let the men speak so okay let's look at Super Bowls let's look at let's look at division Super Bowls huh Let's just say John Elway is better than Marino forever because he got it done. Oh ho ho! Was John Elway an Ace Ventura? No, he wasn't. It's the only thing you got. It's the only thing you got. Not a ring, though.
2: Anyways, the laces were in.
0: Bam, what's the record?
2: Uh, I'm gonna give him nine and eight. Um, because yeah, I don't know. I don't think they make it far, but they're a good enough team to beat the bad teams. So. I think 9 and 8 is pretty realistic. But I don't I don't disagree with either of you. If they could get 10 wins. They could get 7 wins. It all just depends. I don't know. Yeah. Injuries, too. We can see that happen. Oh,
0: no, for sure. Let's move Let's on to uh, the last thing we're here to talk about, uh, the reason Liam is here. Let's talk Steelers. Uh, in Big Ben's last year, they go 9-7-1. 23rd-ranked offense, 24th-ranked defense, Yet still made the playoffs with those numbers, and it came down to the last game of the season for them, and they were able to get in and get Ben another game. And uh, Najee Harris, as you said early, ran for twelve hundred yards. Deontay Johnson gets about eleven 1, hundred yards, but unfortunately for the Steel Curtain fans, they did lose first round in Kansas City, which is a super hard draw. Uh, Liam, what does this team need, man? What? What are you uh, what are you praying for this offseason or next offseason?
2: So, I'm just going to say now, and this kind of ties into the draft, I don't think we draft a quarterback this year. Because I think mm. with how stacked the AFC is, why not see how a bridge quarterback like Trubisky can do? Because, I don't know, Trubisky wasn't terrible in Chicago. He just had a shitty system. His first few years, man. I, you're right. I mean, I think – with the Steelers having a quarterback that can actually move a little bit mobile out of the pocket might completely change their game on offense. Like Ben was like getting the ball out of his hands, like in record time, like in a league, you know, it was just like catch throw immediately. So I don't know. I think they ride out true on offense. I think we have the weapons. Um, Deontay Johnson, I think is a top 15 receiver. And then Chase Claypool, who's young. He's just a lot of raw talent as of right now. And then, um, obviously, Najee Harris, who had a great rookie season. So, I think offensively, they're fine. Obviously, defensively, they got T.J. Watt, pretty good front seven. They just need to improve the DB room, mainly, I think. Um, I don't know. I'm, I won't say I'm excited to see what they do, but it'll be very interesting to see what they do with a quarterback other than Ben and not just a backup to Ben, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Jaden, what about you, man? What
1: do you think? I Liam actually brings up a good point because I thought I thought how everyone thinks they were going to take Kenny Pickett, but Mr. Trubisky was not bad in Chicago. We made it rookie year to the NFC Chipper game and then just got screwed by Matt Nagy. But how dare you shit on that DB room?
2: Okay, now listen. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, I can tell
1: you my least favorite day in the world. We've talked about it. <laughs> no,
2: no. But I think they're going to lose Terrell Edmonds, I believe, um, just for money reasons, which sucks because he's actually pretty good. And they're losing Joe Hayden to retirement, a corner. So I think just in general, they need more depth in the DB room. Obviously, Mink is top 10 safety in the league to top five at times. So I don't know. They They'll be fine, but they just need depth, I'd say.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I've, I've always not – I've never been, like, a Steelers fan, but, like, I've always – they're probably, like, one of my top five favorite teams um, since I've been younger. I've just, like – I've never not rooted for them. I was the – the reason why, especially because of, like, middle school and high school, because um, I played receiver. Antonio Brown was, like, my favorite player that was on a Bronco. Um, so, when before AB got all this CTE and shit – he was he was awesome. Tony Totap, Tap. Uh, I would wake up and watch his Inst- uh, Snapchat stories before I even went to you know got in the shower, because Tony yeah. Toe so awesome. So yeah, but once he went to the Raiders, I hated him. And so, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've always liked the Steelers, and so I've kind of got this like love for their defense. I mean, I TJ Watt is awesome, and Minka, and I mean I was an Edmonds guy, and uh, Cameron Hayward is just a grown man out there. So um, they don't need a lot on the defensive side, you know, maybe a corner here and there, some linebacker coverage. So I think they just – I think they, like you said, they either draft quarterback this year or, you know, like people have been saying, this is a shitty quarterback draft class. They wait, you know, and try and get um, – C.J. Stroud,
1: Bryce Young. Yeah, 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 there you
0: go. I
1: want want C.J. Stroud.
0: Too bad. You have two – so – Hi. weird <laughs> So let's uh let's talk draft a little bit. If you don't see them taking uh Kenny Pickett, what what do you think could happen there? Cuz I think they take Kenny Pickett. That's that's a pit guy, man.
2: Yo, I could totally see it. I I will I will not be surprised if we take a quarterback. Um, I think the other way they could go I don't know. I, I had two different thoughts, at least in the first round. I was thinking you either take somebody like Chris Olave, if he's there, um, young talent, fast, you like, you want him slot guy. Or you could take like a high end cornerback or try to trade up for somebody like Stingley, if he happens to be there. Cause I think, I think Stingley's better than Sauce Gardner, but I still believe Gardner will be taken higher for some reason. So if they can trade up to get someone like Stingley, I think it's worth it. Um, But I don't know. I think there's a lot of different ways they can go. And I think they take DB in second, honestly.
0: Yeah, and the Steelers have always been a a defensive, you know, minded team. Um, And I mean, it's part of what reason I like them because Denver kind of has the same concept as the Steelers sometimes is go all in on the defense. And um, here and there, you have these dynamic offenses, but Usually, it's you know trying to get get the touchdown or get the field goal at the end of the game kind of stuff. So I think, yeah, I don't, I totally understand if they take uh, defense, but I just, I think uh, it's too storybook esque for them not to take Kenny Pickett. Very, Very comfortable
1: in Heinz Field.
0: Yeah, literally made his own rule. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and it was really unfortunate. We heard about the passing of Dwayne Haskins. So uh, the quarterback room isn't. You know, as deep and Dwayne will definitely be missed, and that was a huge tragedy. So, uh, really sorry for that. And let's talk prediction on the Steelers' record next year.
2: Jane, you um, go first, or no? You go first, Liam. You know, honestly, give it like a, a floor and a ceiling. I think floor they go six and eleven. Ceiling, I could see them going ten and seven. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody, they're gonna they're gonna say the Steelers are trash or whatever, but they haven't had a losing season under Tomlin, and I think people forget that every year. You know, they're going to be able to find point. some wins, but I don't know. I, they, I don't know if they make, I don't think they make the playoffs if they do by some chance it's the seven seed. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a little bit of a down year. You kind of expect that. I'm just more like looking forward to seeing what Trubisky can do. Like I don't have that many high expectations for this season. So
0: I'm going to mark you down for nine and eight.
2: Yeah, I'll take it. Sounds like a pretty realistic record for the Steelers anyway. Jane, what about you?
1: I got Tomlin pushing the barrier on that uh on that never had losing season. I got eight, eight, and one. There
0: you go. Hey, they did tie this year. They like tying. I like we, that haven't,
1: we haven't talked about ties.
0: <laughs> I think uh my prediction, like I said, I I do like this defense a lot. I think the Steelers have a, a really good, you know, program. Um I think this just unfortunately might be their it sucks because they have such great players but it could be a little bit of a down year just because they're looking for you know that quarterback play and um, as I've seen in my own team you know um, you could have a great defense but if the quarterback plays isn't, isn't great you're you're not going to get in the playoffs so like, it's definitely up in the air um, so I like how you said two different records because both of them could totally happen but I'm going to be safe and just go eight and nine but you know I'd like to see them get more wins because that defense could do it you know I draft them in fantasy back-to-back years I think so me too it's uh it's been nice it's definitely I I watch most of their games because whatever defense I draft in fantasy is like who I want to watch all year you know yeah so I've just been like why wouldn't you want to watch you know whenever it comes on the screen yellow Steelers are on defense it's like time to turn on the channel but then when their offense they come on I usually flick it off
2: (laughs) yeah that's fair enough (laughs) not very exciting
0: who is your favorite Steelers player of all time?
2: I'm gonna have to go with Heinz Ward, probably.
0: Heinz Ward.
2: Yeah. How come? Uh he was just kinda like pretty much like the first player besides like Paul Amalo. He was like the first player I remember like watching. I went to a Steelers game in 08, I believe. Um so he was like one of the first players I ever watched, and so I just naturally kinda became a fan and collected some jerseys of his. So he's probably my favorite of all time. This yeah, man's
1: well. got the craziest jerseys
0: you <laughs> you have the, you have the bumblebee one?
2: I don't I don't. wish that's that's
1: wish I, I'm just talking jerseys in general. you should have seen them like Jersey Thursdays like you know I'd wear the same two he'd have like new one every day every time
0: <laughs> that's respect I got uh, let me see probably got nine. mines growing yeah mine's growing. I probably got nine. Once I'm once I'm like established one day with like money I can just spend. I'm gonna order like fifteen. Yeah. Off like maybe Chinese sites or if I have the money. DH gate. Yeah. The <laughs> D- LDH gate it if it's like that. But if if we make it someday, I'm I'm just gonna like go to NFL shop and go nuts. <laughs>
1: you're you're going. I want game worn. Okay. Yeah. Game I'm worn.
0: Three hundred dollar authentic, and I want it hand delivered. What about favorite Steelers moment? And I know it's not Tim Tebow.
2: Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> terrible. That was right after I lost in the AU tournament, too. So that was awful. Um, favorite Steelers moment. <laughs> it's got to be. <clears throat> they're both from the same game. It's either Santonio Holmes' catch in the Super Bowl or James Harrison's pick six. Like, that was one of the craziest Super Bowl plays I've ever seen. Like, a guy that big. Just going a hundred yards to end the half. I'm probably gonna have to go with James Harrison, hundred yard pick six. It's huge.
0: Yeah, that was a legendary play. I think that's like one of the greatest Super Bowl plays of all time. It's so, be. um, so would you say uh, if I asked you the question, what made you a fan? Would you would you say it's Heinz Ward, or is there some is there more to it?
2: Um, I mean, I'd say Heinz Ward was probably that one player that like really drew me in, but. I kind of just became a fan because, like, my dad was a fan. Same with, like, the Celtics. Like, yeah. just because my dad was a fan. And then being able to go to a game where I was only, like, five years old was just really cool for me. So, yeah, that's probably why.
0: I think it's the same situation for all of us because uh, You guys lucked out. <laughs> Wait, your dad's not a Dolphins fan?
1: No, he is. That's why I'm a Dolphins oh. fan. I'm saying you guys lucked out. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> he, you, you joined You joined SHIP at a really bad time. I joined ship about 30 years too late. Yeah, you joined the, you joined the after dolphins show.
1: I, I joined that after we were great show.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's exactly. all right though.
1: We'll always have 74.
0: Yeah. um, Let me know when Marino gets a yeah. ring. All right. Well, thanks right to, office, uh, baby. Thanks. Thanks again uh, for joining the show, Liam. Uh, I wanted to, also, let you boys know that you will never have to worry about Big Fork High School again because we are going Class A. Okay, hold on. I Congratulations.
1: You're where you should have been. You should never drop to B. But A. I I really want Loyola to join Class A because I'm so tired. I know a lot of you people will hear me. I am so tired of hearing the B ain't shit from Butte Central, kids. Yeah. That's the one team I wanted to fucking play, cause ju- I'm talking strictly junior year. We was smacked him in football, and we was smacked him in basketball.
0: Yeah, I don't want to talk about your junior year unless we're talking basketball.
1: Okay. I
2: don't want to talk about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no,
1: we don't need to talk about that.
0: Yeah, well, you guys. We'll can talk watch about, the film
1: on that one. Dave. You guys
0: can talk about football, and I don't want to talk about that. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, you let Nick Mitzell gas you.
0: Not me, man. I played well against Loyola, bro.
1: Yeah, you yeah I remember that Jeff Dwight, I didn't go with the game, but Jeff Dwight comes back and goes, yeah, Luke Schmidt killed us. And Did this was before, know? like, we knew each other. And so, I was like, in my head, I was like, who the fuck is Luke Schmidt? <laughs> and then,
0: uh, yeah, that, bro, that was, like, the high of my life. And then everything just went downhill because I got hurt after that. So, I'll always have my, that moment versus Loyola.
1: Injuries yeah. are a killer.
0: Never get yeah. turf toe, man. Never get <laughs> turf toe. tear tearing ACL. (laughs) Yeah, you can recover. Just ask Jamal. Yeah. That's a wrap here from the Brawl. Don't forget to follow, like, and turn on post notifications so you can listen to us right away. Jaden, close us out with some final wise words, and thanks for joining, Liam. You guys for having me. Mm.
1: Always leave shampoo in for at least three minutes.
0: Thank you, Jaden. The Brawl is out.